Arguments About Nothing is brought to you by Being Single. Want time to work on your hobbies? Try Being Single. Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing. I'm Shelby Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. And we are so happy to have you all here with us today. Uh, it's been a minute. I left the country for a while, uh, which is why you didn't get any of that good, good content for a couple weeks. But we're back and we're ready to roll. And uh, for those of you who have never listened to us before, this is Arguments About Nothing. We are a podcast where we take ridiculous hypothetical situations and we argue about them seriously as if they are something when in fact they are nothing. Yeah. And we kick off every episode with a BuzzFeed quiz. Uh, So if at home you want to play along with us, the quiz is up there. Today we're doing uh, your 90s preferences. We'll reveal your 2020 relationship status. All right. So this one is by Coco Adams, a community contributor. Yeah. So the first question is pick a popular movie from the 90s. Oh, I'm excited already. Uh, The choices are... Titanic, Jurassic Park, The Matrix, Fight Club, The Truman Show, and Pulp Fiction. This is hard. It's it's not really hard because it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't have like a super strong opinion immediately. I've never seen Pulp Fiction, so <gasps> that's a no. Oh gosh. It is I mean it is a classic. Do you like Tarantino movies or I don't think I've ever seen a Tarantino film. I've been told that they're all very, like, gory or, like, I mean, violent. More gory than many movies, probably. Yeah, they can they can be pretty violent. Yeah, so I've just kind of avoided them uh, because I don't like things that will upset my gentle disposition. <laughs> so maybe Jurassic Park isn't your yeah, pick either? Yeah, because I'm, I'm a guess. delicate lady flower. Uh, it's definitely my pick because of dinosaurs oh it's just everything about it is so good yeah i i feel i mean i think i'm gonna go titanic i was big into leonardo dicaprio back in the day okay i mean it gets a lot of like shame these days because i think it's so it's become such a cliche but at the time it was a great yeah like it's a reason it became a cliche it was a huge blockbuster at the time yeah um, and I also like how there's a Manic Pixie Dream Boy in Titanic as opposed to a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Like, she's really depressed in the beginning, and he takes her on, like, this fun adventure and shows her the meaning of life. Yeah. You know, it's a cool gender reversal. Cool. So. True. I hadn't even thought about it that way, actually. Yeah. So the second question is, pick a 90s fashion trend. Okay. Flannel. Baggy clothes. Overalls. Mom jeans graphic tees, and slip dresses. I have to say flannel. Oh. Because I love a good comfy flannel. I mean, I don't wear them that often because I can't quite get away with that at work oh, or anything. I thought you meant in general, and I was like, yes, you can. Don't tell yourself you can't. Oh, no, I can pull off a flannel. Yeah. I have no idea if I can pull off a flannel, but I they're comfy. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, am going to go slip dress. I don't have any, but I'm into it. Okay. I mean, I'm into it, too. I think you'd look amazing. Thank you. Our next one is pick a 90s heartthrob. So we got Halle Berry. Great choice. Mario Lopez. 
Leonardo DiCaprio, which oh, I've already back. talked about my affinity for him. Yeah. Julia Roberts, Jennifer Aniston, and Eric Von Detten. Wow. I don't know who that is. He's, is that strange? He's the pretty boy from The Princess Diaries. He was a very short-lived, small-time Disney heartthrob in the 90s. What an interesting, like, stack up of choices here. It doesn't have any of my actual heartthrobs. From the 90s? Who? Except for Leo. No, that's not true. It has Leo. Julia Roberts. I mean, she's fine. Wow. I was named after a Julia Roberts character. Were you really? Yeah. Which one? Uh, Shelby in Steel Magnolias. Oh. Yeah. I was in Steel Magnolias when I was in high school in a play, but I was Weezer. (laughs) (laughs) My mom saw the movie Steel Magnolias in which Julia Roberts stars when she was pregnant with me and was very hormonal. And so she saw the movie and like cried through the whole thing. And then she came home and told my dad, boy or girl, this this child's going to be named Shelby. Wow. I mean, it's a tragic character to be named after. It's a very interesting choice. Yeah, it is. It is a tragic. Yeah, you're right. But I love your name. I do. That's one of us. (laughs) So I'm picking Leo. I'm sorry. We've like gone off on a tangent, but to me, he's the obvious choice. I'm Lahey and Julia Roberts. So pick a 90s hit song, Waterfalls by TLC, (laughs) Wannabe by the Spice Girls, Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot. Say My Name by Destiny's Child. And Don't Speak by No Doubt. Uh, I am, I'm definitely going to go with Don't Speak by No Doubt. I was wow. one of, yeah. That is, I was, wow, Dark Horse Selection. I did not expect that. You didn't see that one coming? No. Oh, yeah. I spent much of the 90s sort of rejecting all the most popular music of the day. And then that's interesting. Yeah, I was gonna say Don't Speak is probably the one that I don't know all the words to. Well, you're missing out. It's great stuff. Gwen Stefani at her peak. I so I kind of I love most of these songs. Same. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I uh, this is like truly a Sophie's Choice situation for me. I loved TLC. But Waterfalls was not my favorite song by them. If this was No Scrubs by TLC, hands down, it would be that (laughs) Baby Shelby was very into that. Um, The Spice Girls was the first CD I ever owned. So I feel kind of like I should pick Wannabe. But man, I feel like a woman is just like such, oh my god, hugely a part of my (laughs) development as a person. Baby Got Back is also an ama- like all of these are amazing songs. Like I just, I had no idea that you had such love for Shania Twain. Oh yeah, my mom loved Shania Twain. Like Shania Twain, huge part of my childhood. I can't say Waterfalls by TLC because one of my memories from elementary school is when that song came out. I didn't know it, mm-hmm. uh, and I got made fun of i got bullied at school because i didn't know waterfalls by tlc i mean i don't want to like take the bully side but yeah i kind of i saw that coming i saw your face kind of shift there on you than it is on them it had just come out and also my parents raised me on like classic rock and oldies so god this is so hard i'm gonna go baby got back by sir makes a lot Because it's just, I'm never not excited to hear that song, you know? Great. So now we get to continue with the music and say, pick a 90s band. Nirvana, 
Oasis, Backstreet Boys, Pearl Jam, No Doubt, and The Cranberries. So I'm going to pick the correct answer, which is the Backstreet Boys. And I'm upset <laughs> that they've they've only said Backstreet Boys here, which is not the name of the band. The name of the band is The Backstreet Boys. I see you have strong feelings about this. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I, I sort of rejected a lot of that when I was a kid in the 90s. I, I mean, I do, in retrospect, love a lot of this music, but at the time, I had mad shade for boy bands in general. I did not listen to them. Did you not like Joy? No, I liked, like, Nirvana and Pearl Jam and No Doubt. <laughs> wow, you were angstier at, than I was as a child. Apparently so. I w- musically, I was angstier, for sure, because I, I had no interest in all this, like, pop music. Britney, Christina, Backstreet Boys, all that, I, I couldn't care less. Well, that was a decision you've made. I've, I've, I've since come to love them all, okay. if that helps. That's something. We can continue Shelby our friendship. Shelby looks like she's about to hurt me. Oh, no, it, no, 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 no. I mean... I'm not sure in all of our podcasts we've done that you've ever looked this mad at me. You're allowed to be wrong about things. Like, that's, that's okay. You're going to tell me that Backstreet Boys literally had better music than Nirvana? I don't... I, like, have heard one Nirvana song. Oh, see, now this sounds like a you problem. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I'm, Nirvana to me is just, like, sad music. Sa- it is a little bit more angsty, sure, than Backstreet Boys, yeah. but. I'm just here to have a good time. No, no, no. Music has to, music is an expression of your teenage angsty soul, right? Didn't you have all the emotions? You sound like a water sign right now. And, yeah. I, so I'm, yeah, I'm going to pick Nirvana. Okay. Lastly, pick an iconic 90s celebrity couple. Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Ooh, that one didn't age well. (laughs) Uh, Jennifer Lopez and P. Diddy. Also did not age well. I'm going to say probably none of these did. Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Pitt. Mm -mm. Uh, Iman and David Bowie. Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. And Victoria and David Beckham. They're still together, I think. They are. So, you know, longevity in that. Yeah. It's because they know that they are the two most beautiful people in the world and so that they can't do better than one another. Like, they're stuck. Right. They're stuck with each other forever because gods have to date other gods. (laughs) (laughs) And they're in limited supply. Yeah, exactly. Do you have an immediate reaction to this? No. I mean, I almost just want to say Victoria and David Beckham – just because they lasted, but I don't think at the time I would have cared about them that much. Like in the 90s, I don't think I would have cared about them that much. Yeah. I probably would have been more invested in the dramatic happenings of, say, a Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Or a Jennifer Lopez and P. Diddy. Yeah. I am going to go Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake because that was definitely the couple that I followed the most closely at the time. I mean, I probably did too. Not because I yeah. necessarily like their music, but, you know, they were big personalities. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go with that answer. Love too. a couple who can rock a matching denim outfit situation. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So when we hit this answer, we're going to get our 2020 relationship status for next year. We're going to see what 2020 has in store for us. Shelby, have you I have my I have my uh, results. Do you have your results? Oh, I do. What are yours? Uh, single. That's it. That's all it says. <laughs> Just. <laughs> so, yeah. 
So a year of you. Yeah, it's just going to be me and Lizzo uh, rocking out. So this is what I suspected for 2020. (laughs) uh, And that's all right. Um, Well, at least you kind of know what to expect with that, right? Um, Whereas for me, my relationship status in 2020 will apparently be married. Wow. Which which is a real... a real curveball um i that's so exciting can i come to the wedding i would certainly hope so um but i'm not i can't promise you because i want to say that if between now december 2019 and some point in 2020 if i do get married that's going to be a whirlwind of some person i do not know who i have yet to meet you don't know that it could be somebody from your past coming back to sweep you off your feet I guess I'm thinking people in New York, but it doesn't even matter because I, it would still be a whirlwind. It would absolutely be a whirlwind, but I can't wait for it. I mean, like BuzzFeed quizzes are law. So lawfully, you have to get married in the next year. So that's going to be a really exciting thing for you. I feel like I should have been told the stakes before we did this quiz. Oh, yeah. If I was going to be held to them. Well, I, I feel like now you've put me in a really bad position because did you not yeah. read the terms and conditions before? Does anyone ever read the terms and conditions? I'm just saying you are no. legally liable that you have to get married before the end of 2020 or you have to go to jail. So so does anyone out there need a green card? <laughs> <laughs> or you get married for your green card for some other country. Ooh, I like this. <laughs> I like this better. Uh, yeah okay but then again I'm not I can't promise you could come to the wedding see this is why Why? because whatever the circumstances are they will be unexpected okay well I think you can shoot me a text (laughs) (laughs) so you're promising to be available to me no matter what the strange circumstances that is my promise to you every day of my life oh thank you that's so sweet (laughs) yeah what if it's like a weird Beetlejuice situation where you're dead is that no, where I'm, I'm having to get married to some sort of demon or ghost. Yeah, I'm down. You're still down for that? Yeah, ride or die. That honestly seems more likely to me than maybe just like a regular marriage happening. That you're going to marry a demon. I think we need to work on your self-esteem a little bit. It's not a self-esteem issue. You know, it's just I don't move quickly like that. So, You know, love changes us all. You're right. Maybe I've just never experienced that sort of love before. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I am too. I and everyone uh, follow us to get updates on Hannah's pending nuptials to an unknown man. Yes. If you do follow us, you can follow us at, at arguments about nothing on Instagram. You can also email us at arguments about nothing at gmail.com if you have um, suggestions for other BuzzFeed quizzes or if you have other questions that you'd like to send our way that you'd like us to answer on the podcast. Yeah, and while Hannah's getting married, I'm going to be continuing my Hot Girl 2020 from 2019 into 2020. So if you have suggestions on how to best love myself, uh, very much appreciate it. Cool. Uh, Do we want to dive into some questions? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I have one that I'm really excited about. You ready? I'm I'm as ready as I can be. Okay. Would you rather have to replace all of your lotions with mayonnaise or use butter as conditioner? 
it's going to take me a moment to sort of uh, visualize both of these processes. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, boy, yikes. Okay, so my first thought is that mayonnaise gets real sour real fast. Yeah. And the idea, one, of having a whole bunch of, like, lotion bottles around full of mayonnaise, um, and also just, like, how does that, <laughs> as the day progresses, how does that mayonnaise last on your skin? You know, is there a smell? There's got to be a smell to you. It... I mean, so, but if you use butter as conditioner, you're in the shower, so you get to wash it off immediately. It's true. And maybe, no, it's not good for your hair. I was I was going to try and like make up something about how it could be beneficial for your hair, but I don't think it's got a lot of, say, vitamin E. No. No, I think it's just that you can just wash it off immediately. Yeah. And I'd probably cut my hair real short. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like you're leaning towards butter. I'm leaning towards butter. Okay. Uh, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I would go mayo. And I'll tell you why. Because I don't use a lot of lotion to begin with. The only... Oh. Yeah. So lotion to me is more optional than conditioner is. But the only issue is I do use a lot of face cream. Right. Which I would have to swap for mayo. Right. Um, which is unfair. That was definitely my my horror show thinking you know like that was definitely what pushed me over the edge towards butter yeah yeah uh it's not good neither of these are good no, right no. but so to me it boils down to do i want to use butter conditioner or do i want to use mayo face cream i feel like so mayonnaise is predominantly oil and i use a lot of face oil Okay. So that seems That's, you got good. dry skin. Yeah, I have dry skin, so like I don't think it would make me break out, and I think it would continue to moisturize my skin. Um, I would definitely rinse it in the same way that I like rinse my face. Um, so I'm hoping that that would mitigate any kind of smell. <laughs> but I that seems better to me because like with butter, yes, you can rinse it with a hot water. But there's still going to be a film of butter on your hair, you know? Because, like, it's a fat. Like, water doesn't get rid of fat. You would have to immediately wash your hair again, and then, like, then there's really no conditioner at all. Um, right. Maybe it just gives you that Pantene shine, you know? Yeah, that, also, that I've, never, shine. I've never done either of these things so maybe they would it would be fine, but the I I would feel like I would have greasy hair. Like in my mind, it would just be like having greasy hair all the time. Cause you're, yeah, I think I would I would like use shampoo after the butter. So then you either you just have incredibly dry hair all the time because you're not you're basically not using conditioner, or uh, you have incredibly greasy hair all the time because you're literally just putting butter on your hair. Right, but I feel like I'd rather have dry hair than have constantly dry skin. Because oh, if you're talking about having to like wash the mayo off as soon as you use it, it's not actually going to make your skin it's not gonna act as lotion. Like if you if you put it on and then wash it right off, I mean, I can't imagine it's going to like have a whole lot of staying power as lotion on your hands, on your 
legs, on your neck, whatever, yeah. wherever you put lotion. Again, I don't use lotion very much, so that's less – to me, it's like if I, I – I'm imagining myself putting mayo on my face and letting it sit <laughs> for, like, you know, five minutes as it moisturizes my skin and then, like, wiping away the excess – uh, and that and with a piece of bread, and then and then making myself a bologna sandwich. A sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I feel like that would be really economical for me. So I'm I'm going mayo. I didn't even think about the the economy of this. Yeah, I think true. It, the mayo is going to cost you a lot more, right? I think than Depends just like on a how little much pat of butter. Using. I use way more conditioner than I do face cream. Just like a little. Boop. I guess so. I mean. Maybe it's just because the idea of smearing mayonnaise on my face just <laughs> seems so incredibly gross to me. Oh, that's interesting. I would I, rather I mean, smear something on my face than in my hair. Really? Yeah. It's your face. It's just where your eyeballs live. Yeah, but my hair. I feel like getting something out of your hair is so much more difficult than getting something off of your face. Like wiping but something off just... of your skin than your hair. It's just... I mean, you could just, like, cut your hair pretty short while you did this. And I hate, then No. I hate having short hair. I hate it so much. Which is ironic, because you actually do look pretty cute with short hair. But anyway. That's nice of you. I feel like I would rather have short hair and have it be kind of dry than have my skin constantly feel dry. And then in the moments when I'm like, God, my skin is so dry. I need something to alleviate this. I take out a whole bunch of mayonnaise. <laughs> 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 I also feel like the butter thing you do in private, but I put lotion on in public like pretty frequently. Like I have some at my desk at work and I'll put it on if my hands feel dry oh. or, you know, like uh, my friend will be like, hey, do you want some lotion while we're at a, a restaurant or something? And I don't want to be like, I'll just take it from my French fries. And <laughs> Well, you could put it in a bottle that doesn't make it look like mayonnaise. But it still smells like mayonnaise. Plus, you have to wipe it off does, or wash it does off. Does mayonnaise have a strong smell to you? It doesn't have no smell. I can't. I like cannot. Um, like I cannot personally think of the smell of mayonnaise right now, as I sit here. I feel like it's an overtime thing, probably. Like if you did, if you weren't able to just immediately wipe, wash it off or wipe it off. Maybe people would think that you, um, like, smell delicious. I think they already think that. I don't need any help. Isn't that what lotion is, like, part of why people put lotion on, though? To smell better, yeah. But why would they think that mayonnaise, old mayonnaise smells delicious? You don't, I mean, like, it tastes all kinds, you know? (laughs) So the man that I marry in 2020 is going to be super into old mayonnaise smell. Yeah. His, His last name is Duke. Mr. Duke. And I are slated for our 2020 romance. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think the mayonnaise could, maybe that will lead to your 2020 romance. And then um, you'll really be thanking me for this question. Do you have a strong desire, as I do right now, to put some mayonnaise (laughs) on your hands and just (laughs) try this out? Uh, I'm going to let you do that. I'm I'm considering (laughs) stopping this recording and just... I got some mayonnaise in the fridge. <laughs> that's I'm so that's I'm commitment to the bit. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll just get up at some point. And I'll, I'll try the mayonnaise lotion. 
Um, except on my face, I'm, I just, it's the face thing that grosses me out too much. Have you? I also have kind of oily skin. Oh, okay. And so to put extra oil on it, Fair. it's just, yeah. I have used olive oil on my skin before. Oh. Yeah. That doesn't seem as gross to me by a long shot. Right. But like mayonnaise is basically egg and olive oil. Like that's the two primary components of mayonnaise. So. Right. You know, I'm really just uh, one egg away from having done that already. So. I think what it should be is mayonnaise in your hair, honestly. So don't people talk about putting eggs in their hair to like give it all the rich nutrients and everything i you know people do a lot of things that i don't know about so. <laughs> uh maybe i'm locking in mayo on my face and i think that's a weird sentence <laughs> want that mayo all over my face all up on your face that's that's where i am right now so. and then like on fancy fridays you can use like garlic aioli or something like yeah that. exactly if i if i have a date or something just like uh-huh. got some rosemary aioli got some chipotle mayo today guys yeah exactly well I'm feeling I, that, spicy. that seems like it would hurt <laughs> i think that would burn my face i'm staying away from spicy things all right and i'm gonna stock up on unsalted butter cool I hope my hair looks cute short. <laughs> I'm sure it would. All right. So this is a very important question. Are you oh, ready? Um, unlike all of our other questions today. Yeah. This is more important, I think. Okay. Where is the best place on your body to get a mosquito bite? Huh. <laughs> I, I guess I would have to say... Um, <laughs> Hannah looks I, perplexed. I'm going to say on my arm, like on my forearm or on my, my, my upper arm, actually. Why? I'm going to say on my upper arm. Um, because I've just put more thought into this than any human ever has. But, um. <laughs> That's kind of what we um, do here. I know. I know. Okay. So obviously you can't. It can't be on anywhere that's even remotely private because if you're going to be scratching at it in public, right. you don't want yeah. it to be on your yeah your. I was about to say fanny, but I'm not an old lady, so <laughs> no. Um, so it it also you don't want it to be like on your foot because then you, you got the problem Rubs, you can't yeah. scratch it with your you See, know your shoes on. We don't want to be on your face because then it looks funny. We're the opposite. Where I want it in a place where I can't easily scratch it. Really? Yeah, I want to not be able to scratch it because that makes it last longer. The scratching, it makes it last longer? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, then you're sort of driven mad at points where it's like you're in a really uncomfortable place with a shoe you can't get off and a place you can't take a shoe off. No, see, but like that makes, that forces me not to scratch it, which I like. But then you have to just sit there in the deep, deeply uncomfortable horribleness of it being too itchy but the, and then for it me just, like my experience is when i have a mosquito bite if i scratch it it makes it itch more i mean i think it makes it last longer to me it doesn't make it necessarily itch more oh that is my experience when i scratch a mosquito bite it the itchiness just like multiplies hmm. so i want the to not be able to reach it 
I still wouldn't put it in my shoe though because then it gets rubbed by the shoe. Oh, and then foot bad because it's gonna get rubbed yeah. by the shoe and it's like yeah no I think that's bad. I would put it like in the middle of my back where I can't reach. Okay. Okay. And if it really like drove me crazy, I could like rub up against a door jam or something. I just feel like I don't have that much trouble not scratching oh. unless it's like really deeply horribly uncomfortable but do they I mean I'm not someone who's allergic to mosquito bites or anything so they usually go away pretty quickly I I just want to have options I don't want to feel stuck with it in some place just in case I, I need to get to it and I can't okay where is the best place to have a sunburn hmm is it is it weird if I just say on my arm <laughs> <laughs> it's not weird why I feel like you can protect it pretty well Mm -hmm. like you can protect it from being like yeah so if it's like on your back and you're wearing a backpack or something yeah um it's also harder to like smear aloe on your own back yeah um if it's on your face obviously then it's really noticeable and painful um if it's on your legs then depending on like what you're wearing that day it can be really painful as well like I just feel like if it's on your arm, you can wear some short sleeves. You can put aloe on it easily. You can pretty much just avoid knocking it into things. Yeah. And it's fine. That's good. My thing is, like, it would not be shoulders because in my no. experience, people touch my shoulders more often than anything else. And if they don't immediately see that I'm sunburned, they're just going to be, like, you know, slapping my sunburn and not even realizing it. Right. If I recall, that has happened to you recently. I mean, over the summer, I got a really bad sunburn. And I, like, suddenly realized how often people touch my shoulders because every time someone touched my shoulders, it hurt so badly. And in that week, like, you know, strangers would tap me on the shoulder to get my attention. And there would be, like, a lot of pain involved with that. Um, And again, like... Why do people touch your shoulders so much? This is an interesting... I have a face where people like to ask me for directions. Ah. I am the girl that people... I get asked directions on a daily basis. Really? Yeah. People stop me for directions all the time. It is... I must have a not friendly face. That is not I have a resting, uh, kind face. I have the opposite (laughs) of a RBF. Um, Yeah. I have just like, you know, people see me and just think wow look at that wholesome kind individual who will do labor for me (laughs) so where would you put the sunburn then i'm thinking my chest like my yeah maybe my neck like the front of my neck to my chest it would be pretty weird if strangers touched you on your neck yeah Uh, it would be yeah no one's gonna do that I don't really wear anything tight there, and it would be easy for me to apply aloe there. Yeah. You know? Here's my my counter-argument to that. So, and I I don't know how a sunburn affects your skin, but one, I, you know, I don't really tan. I just, like, get really red and then peel and then go back to the whitest person that's ever been white. Um, And, uh, but then you've got the peeling right there, like, and I feel like it's more noticeable because people are looking at you and they're seeing like your neck and your chest area. So you've got like more visible peeling around like your your shirt versus if it's like on your upper arm, you could just put a t-shirt over it and nobody would see. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I just feel like I hit my arm against like I'll like bump into people on the subway or like, you know, 
Yeah. Like, you know, if I'm carrying, a like, a grocery bag on my arm or something, like, that would be painful. Like, I would rather people notice my skin peeling on my chest than, you know, have someone bump into my arm or, like, God forbid, get my arm caught in, like, an elevator or a subway door or something. Like, have that close right. on me, you know. I just think my arms get touched a lot more than my chest would get. Can I tell you the worst place I ever had a sunburn? That's the next got... question. So please oh. do. <laughs> <laughs> I got sunburned really badly on the backs of my knees. Oh, that's terrible. It was dreadful. Yeah. Like, and what it was even more dreadful because this was with my, my boyfriend, when my high school boyfriend. Yeah. And we were on a trip with his family camping. Oof. And so we were in this like camper and we went out, my boyfriend and I went out for this like late eve, like late afternoon walk. Yeah. I thought the sun was like not going to hurt me. Right. Yeah. I was very wrong. Um, so it got the backs of my legs, including the backs of my knees really badly. Yeah. So badly that it basically like debilitated me for the terrible. rest of this yeah. trip with my like new boyfriend's parents. Yeah. Which, was... which you want to be like in a positive, happy mood so that they like you because yeah. you're trying desperately to make a good impression. Exactly. I was trying so hard to impress them. Yeah. And then I was not. In fact, they were having to like help me put aloe on the backs of my legs and stuff. Ugh. It was so awful. And I had to lie on my stomach. Yeah. Which I don't sleep on my stomach because oh, I'm not built right. that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I can't comfortably sleep on my stomach, but I had to, and I had just, like, constant lotion on the backs yeah. of my knees. And anytime you walk, you bend your knee. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a bad week. It was a bad time. Yeah, my next question was, where is the worst place to get a sunburn? And then quickly followed by, where is the worst place to get a mosquito bite? <laughs> if you can tell, I'm very, you know, predictable. But I <laughs> am with you that, like, the backs of your knees would be really bad. I don't know if you can get a sunburn on the soles of your feet, but I feel like you that can. would be the worst place because, like, how do you walk? That's just, like, debilitating. Um, right. You have to get, like, ice pads to put in your shoes. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that sounds real bad. Yeah, I think your shoulders are bad because, like, again, how do you sleep? But I think I would lock in the soles of your feet as, like, the wor- the, the worst place in a theoretical That is situation. pretty bad. Do you know what else I just thought of, though, is scalp burns. Yeah, I've had those before, actually. They hurt, like, so terribly whenever you try and brush your hair they for do. one thing, which is daily. Yeah. And also, then they start to peel, and then it looks like you have dandruff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sunburn in your scalp is bad. But, I, again, bottom of your foot seems seems to be the you worst just, to me. You couldn't walk. You couldn't walk. You couldn't do anything. Yeah. You'd be on bed rest because of sunburn. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to say backs of knees, one, because I've experienced it, yeah. and two, because you also can't really walk. Like, right, yeah. It, it's just as debilitating almost as yeah. your feet, I think, so. Yeah, okay, cool. So where's the worst place to get a mosquito bite? I mean, your vagina? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, I mean... Uh, to be fair, it might be the worst place to get a sunburn, too. I just don't know. I couldn't imagine yeah. the circumstances around that happening. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I think, like, in or around your genitals is the worst because then <laughs> you can scratch it, but you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it looks real weird. Yeah, gonna lock that in. Um, 
If you had to eliminate cheese or chocolate from the world, which would you choose? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you gotta pick one. No, I don't. (laughs) Can't force me. I've never vetoed a question before. <laughs> it's a world you don't want to live in. Yeah. It's like asking you would, would eliminate you rather die yourself? this way or that way. <laughs> you know how, you remember how several episodes ago you were talking about the zombie apocalypse and you were like, I have a plan for having to live in that world. I would just get, I would just kill myself. Yeah, get rid just of Just eliminate myself. Yeah. That's how I feel about this like no chocolate, no cheese world that you're painting. Got it. I mean, I'm not Sounds really... like veganism isn't in your future. No. <laughs> okay, I'm not really that that like shallow. Everyone, listeners, right, dear yeah. listeners, like I can figure it out. Cheese or chocolate? This is probably a dark horse argument. I would rather go without chocolate than cheese. Tell me why. Because I feel like there are plenty of other desserts that are also quite delicious. Yeah. And and it's a separate kind of meal right and so it's easier to avoid Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't probably lose as many dishes from like the world as you would with cheese but cheese is on so many of my favorite foods because pretty much all of my favorite foods are like Mexican and Italian yeah so (laughs) that there's all of that cuisine gone you know it's also just such a wonderful... I mean, I think there have been studies done about how cheese is like cocaine to the brain. Oh, interesting. Have you seen these? Yeah, it's like they've t- they've sort of seen the addictive qualities of cheese are similar to that of like hardcore drugs. That's interesting. And I believe it because I just... I think it's one of the most wonderful things on the planet. Yeah. I can't... I can't quite imagine a world without it, but I could eat, you know, some other kind of dessert instead of chocolate. Yeah, I think you're right. I agree with you. I feel like chocolate has substitutes more readily than cheese does. Yeah. You know, like I can eat caramel or peanut butter ice cream and like be happy. Um, I would miss the chocolate, but like I can swap my hot chocolate for a chai latte. I can, you know. Yeah. It, it would be missed. It would not be a world that I was happy about. But, like, you get rid of cheese, you get rid of pizza. You get rid of cheese, yeah. you get rid of nachos. You get, exactly. you know, like, there's just. And I don't want to live in a world without nachos. Yeah. And nachos are not nachos without the cheese. Pizza is not pizza without the cheese. Exactly. It's integral to these things, yeah. to all these favorite dishes. Yeah. Um. If you were Freaky Friday'd into a Christmas movie, which one would you pick and what character would you be? Hmm. Do you already have an answer for this question? No, and I'm racking my brain about what good (laughs) Christmas movies are. Wait, what do you mean what good Christmas movies are? Don't tell me that you haven't seen many good Christmas movies. Honestly, when I think Christmas movie, the first thing that comes to mind is like Die Hard. That's my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to be anyone in Die Hard. <laughs> no, absolutely not. My first thought was Die Hard, and then I quickly struck it off the, uh, yeah, the list of potential movies. I don't, don't want to be in Die Hard at all. Um, Definitely not. Then I think of A Christmas Story, that very dysfunctional family, and that little boy who wants a BB gun so badly. Yeah. And I don't want to nope. be anyone in that. Nope. Certainly not. And then I, I, I feel like I haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life. 
which I hear is like the most iconic of Christmas movies. I haven't seen Miracle on 34th Street, so don't know anything about that. Yeah, well, first of all, catch up on some of these Christmas movies. They're good stuff. Um, I mean, I think, so my mind went immediately to like, uh, the classic 90s ones of my youth that were so much fun, like Home Alone and Would I Want to oh. Be Kevin McAllister. Yeah, I thought of Home and Alone too, but like, I don't want to be a kid who suffers severe neglect and then goes through the trauma of uh, right. robberies. Yeah, I, because like Macaulay Culkin did this funny YouTube video recently where he was like, what grown up Kevin McAllister would actually be like. And he's just a hot mess because yeah. he was basically abandoned by his family, family for twice. Christmas. Um, yeah. I have a good one that I just thought of. Polar Express. Ooh, I want to be one of the kids on the train going to, like, the North Pole. Yeah, I, I kind of had a similar thought, which was the Santa Claus, oh, the Tim Allen yeah. movie, the Santa Claus. Would you want to be Tim Allen? <laughs> no. <laughs> You'd get turned into Santa Claus? I don't. No. Actually, well, no, I think it's a lot of work. Um. I wouldn't want to have my life hijacked like yeah. that. But his son got to, like, ride in Santa's sleigh. Yeah. And I would like it if my dad was Santa Claus. Yeah. And I just got to hang out with elves and drink hot cocoa. Yeah, that's solid. I think Polar Express is definitely my answer, where I can just be, like, a kid. I get to see a bunch of people do tap dancing cocoa dance on the, <laughs> on the train, and then I get to meet Santa Claus, and I get a sleigh bell and stuff. Like, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that would be so lovely. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. You know what? I just thought of my answer. Okay. It's not the kid from the Santa Claus. It's uh, the girl. Uh, no, I can't remember her name. Okay. Uh, did you ever see Love Actually? Yeah. Okay. So it's the girl who ends up with Colin Firth. The one who can't. They don't. Is that the one where they don't speak the same language? Yeah. But she gets to end up marrying Colin Firth. And this is how I get married in 2020. I that is hated a that storyline in that movie. Controversial oh. opinion. I didn't really like Love Actually that much because I thought a lot of the storylines were not were like very unhealthy examples of love. Oh, they're not meant to be realistic. It's it's fantasy, you know. Those none of those are my fantasy of love. Like the idea of like. I don't know. I thought the Colin Firth one was particularly creepy in which, like, two people fall in love with people that they can't actually communicate with. Oh, I mean, I'm not thinking of it as, like, an actual real-life romance that would happen reasonably. You know, these are Christmas movies. It's just like a... She ended up happily, like, happily in love with Colin Firth. That's a good happy ending. Sure. (laughs) I'm going with tap dancing polar bears. She is not impressed. (laughs) To me, like... I think there are people who that would work for, but, like, for me, words of affirmation are, like, such a big part of my love language that, like, I think someone who really values, like, quality time and touch, you know, and gifts, like, those are things you can do without speaking the same language. Like, you can sit quietly in a park together holding hands and, like, exchange gifts and stuff like and do acts of service all those things don't require you to speak the same language and so i think that works for some people for me it wouldn't and that's just where i'm at are there other holiday movies where there is a very happy romance at the end 
I'm sure there are, like, every Hallmark Yeah, movie. I was, like, I think there, I'm sure that there are, like, Hallmark and Lifetime movies that I haven't seen that are just, like, really cute Christmas rom-coms that I would right. love to just, like, insert myself into. Sure. There's, like, a, a Christmas prince. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I imagine some girl ends up with a Christmas prince. And that sounds that great. Sounds nice. Yeah. I, again, I just yeah. haven't seen those movies, so I can't, like, pinpoint them. So I have to pinpoint Polar Express. <laughs> But if there is another movie out there where I get to go on a wholesome adventure with like a really charming strange man around Christmas time and then we end up falling in love around a Christmas tree and we, you know, ride off into the sunset together, sign me up. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know that that the uh, the Love Actually one is like a, a reasonable love story, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It was the only positive ending love story in a Christmas movie that I could quickly think of. Fair enough. Fair enough. And it's Mr. Darcy, so... There are worse things. In... There are worse lives. Yeah, for yeah. sure. There, I mean, like, better than Die Hard, certainly. <laughs> Definitely better than Die Hard. And, Cap- and Kevin McAllister. Okay. Continuing uh, the Would You Still Go Out With Him series oh. we've been doing, it's your third date this time Ooh, we're mixing it with up with a guy you really really like you met on a, it's like everything's going re- well you feel super optimistic like you're just like check 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 um your third date is you order pizza for a netflix flick binge at one of your houses and when the pizza comes they grab a slice and they flip it over so the cheese is like towards the bottom of the plate and then they start tearing the crust away from the cheese and eating the crust by itself, leaving a sheet of intact cheese on the plate. What do you do? At least, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea that you guys are in your apartment and he starts doing this and you silently stand up and walk out of your own apartment and you just abandon your own life because you can't handle how this man eats his pizza. I would at least have to leave the room. I, I mean, even if I don't know if I would have to leave the, the whole apartment, mm-hmm. but I would have to leave the room. So, I mean, it's ironic. We just spent a great deal of time talking about how I could never give up cheese right, in my life. Yeah. And this person has just taken off all the cheese off of the pizza. We've got a serious problem here of compatibility. Yeah. Are in 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 pa- in patented Hannah like behavior, are you going to ask him about it? Well, that's always my answer to these. I'm always like, let me dig deeper into this. <laughs> I I'm I'm immediately stuck on like third date. You shouldn't be comfortable enough yet to do this. Maybe that's a sign he just feels really comfortable around you. You just make him feel safe. Yeah, I mean, that could be true. And if it was somebody I was dating for a long time and they did this, I'd be like, yo, what's that? <laughs> what's going on here? But I wouldn't I wouldn't just like break up with them yeah. if I really liked them. Um, you wouldn't just disappear into the night never no, to be heard from again? <laughs> wouldn't just like send a note to my mom just being like, take everything from my apartment. Yeah. No, I don't really know. I, I'm having trouble. I feel like I would 
be so sort of dismayed and shocked by this, by this behavior. But I probably would ask. I mean, I probably would ask. Yeah. I know I'm so predictable. You're just kind and empathetic. <laughs> so predictable. <laughs> Hannah so with her kindness. <laughs> no, I probably just would be like, why are you doing that? Now, here's the question. Here's the difference. On a first date, I would be like, now that's interesting. Because I don't feel comfortable enough yeah. yet with that person to sort of, you know, uh, accost them about this. If I was on a third date with this person, they were in my apartment and they started doing that to their pizza. I think it would be a little bit less like kind and gentle, Hannah. Oh, what's that about? And a little bit more like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fair, I think. If they feel comfortable enough to do this around you, you should feel comfortable exactly. enough to be like, what the fuck? Exactly. You feel comfortable enough to do that thing yeah. to your pizza and to leave the cheese behind you, monster. I, I think I can just be like, no, what's going on here? Okay. But I don't think I would just be like, get, get out of my apartment. Oh, right, fair. Do you want to know what I would do? Yeah. Uh, I would look at him and be like, oh my God, same. <laughs> because this is truly something that I used to do as a child <laughs> which was the motivation for this question that's a really important caveat yep that you were a child when you did yeah this. I have not done this in probably 10 years probably I'm, more like 12 to 14 years I did think it was a very specific uh description of what was happening to this yeah pizza. no i did it and to, and i will tell you that they don't leave the cheese behind they're just saving it for last because it's the best part of the pizza i see yeah so they i truly used to eat pizza this way i don't know why i'm telling the internet this very embarrassing <laughs> thing about me but i am i've committed it's here yep it's here now uh so i used to in like middle school i Again, it's a shock why I wasn't more popular. Um, but I used to flip over my pizza. Did you do this at school? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would do this in public. So, Oh, you my know. goodness. <laughs> yeah, truly, my social skills were top notch. Oh, man. Inner prim and proper Hannah Child is, like, retroactively horrified. Oh, yeah. Shelby was not that. So I would flip over my pizza so the cheese was cheese side down, and then I would rip off. Effectively already ruining the pizza, by the way. You know? Uh, then I would rip off the crust from the back and eat that, and then I would rip off the crust from, like, the top and eat that like a breadstick, and then I would, like, basically roll up the cheese into, like, a log, and then I would eat that. Can I ask you a logistical question? Sure. Why did you have to turn the pizza over to extract the cheese from the crust? It seems as though you could just as easily have just taken the cheese off the top of the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, often the, if the cheese was too hot to touch at that point, it uh, would burn my fingers. Okay. So pulling away the bread was... And I would be like touching the cheese less, which was like the um, like the greasier part. So I wanted to touch right. the cheese as little as possible. So I would. But how did you? I'm really having trouble picturing how you even like 
rip the bottom off without touching the cheese. It's not that hard. You just you just like grab the thing and pull and it'll rip off. Okay. Um, I don't feel bad that I don't know this. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, I haven't done – I forgot that I did this. I, like, went on vacation with a friend from high school, and she brought it up while we were on vacation. And I had oh. completely forgotten that I used to do this. And as soon as she mentioned it, I was like, wow, I was the weirdest kid. <laughs> like, thank you so Aww. much to everyone who was friends with me in middle school because I didn't make it easy for you and I recognize (laughs) that now to be fair when we're kids we all have weird habits and weird things that we do I'm sure your pizza habit was no weirder than like whatever your friend's you know oddball tendencies were yeah but it's also I had no excuse it wasn't like that's how it was eaten in my family it's no I hadn't there was no role model in which I was mimicking this was like a weird you were an innovator yeah this was like a weird behavior that I thought up all on my own it shows your early creativity problem solving skills um, innovation tendencies. I love how when I first talked about this, Hannah wanted to run from the room. But as soon as she found out it was me, it was, it's all about creativity and innovation and originality. No, no, no. That's not, that's not why. If you said you did this yesterday, I would still take issue. Or if you did it in front of me, I would probably still be like, what's happening? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, it's the fact that you did it as a kid. Yeah. And it's like, I'm imagining cute little Shelby. I've invented a new way to eat pizza. Yeah. Uh, and like when you're a kid, you don't have to have the same social skills as you do as an adult. It's not like you're on a, a no, date I was not with on a, a guy. Date. Was not trying to impress anyone. Uh, right. Just march into the beat of my own weird pizza eating drum. Yeah. Okay. So, but what would you do? You would say, okay, same to this guy who's done this, but, but he's doing it as an adult in public on a third date in your apartment. I would just be, change things for you? I would just be so thrilled that I met someone who did the same weird thing that I used to do <laughs> that I would be like, you understand me on a level. You'd be like. I would be like, you are my soulmate. soulmate. Like truly, yeah. like you are the weirdo that I have been looking for this whole time. <laughs> like you understand me in a way that no one else has ever understood me and I think I would propose just on the spot immediately propose wow I would ask him if he would take my last name and if he said yes I would propose I'm a little concerned for you now that like so (laughs) I put this out there this this podcast that's fine. And he's going to do this to you. That's fine. And then you're going to have to propose because that's the law. That is um, the law. You've established. You're right. You're right. You're right. That is the law. Um, so then now you have to propose. Obviously, this is happening in 2021. Yeah, because and... I'm going to be super single in 2020. Um, that's okay. I Yeah, no, that's fine. And then you'll have to marry him. And then it will have just been a ruse, though. He's just going to. He'll hear the podcast and he'll. But he'll has like, he well, agreed? But he also has girl. to agree to take my last name. So if he does that, okay. fine. If the man is willing to strip the crust off of his pizza upside down to get you yeah, to marry I him, yeah, I mean that seems like a lot of sacrifice for him to make. And even if it's just a ruse, I appreciate the effort and the initiative and the gumption that that kind of ruse takes. So yeah, yeah, into it. Okay, acts of service. Yeah, <laughs> truly. <laughs> 
Yeah. I bet that's just a level of devotion that I require. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So now Um, you know the key to my heart. The listeners. Yeah. Any any men any fellas out there. Shelby has told about this this podcast on the first and second date has listened to it and then by the third date is like ha 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 i know what to do now yeah when you gotta ask for what you want yeah so for me though if so i told you i would ask why are you doing that if if not perhaps in the kindest of way you they ask you ask that and they say oh i the cheese is my favorite part so i'm saving it for last Yes, that's what I was going to say. If that was the answer, that would be the only acceptable answer. Yeah. That would be the only saving grace here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Would you kick them out of your apartment? No, I probably wouldn't. Okay. But I would probably be like, I would just be watching them carefully. Yeah. Um, Because, like, did they immediately get up and wash their hands properly? That's the thing. They definitely have to do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would just be very cautious. Yeah. I don't think I'd kick them out immediately, but I also, it would be like, it would be this little thing in the back of my mind where I'd sort of always be a little on my guard. Yeah. Just to like, what rogue move are they going to pull up next? <laughs> it also puts you in this weird position where you're like, I want pizza, but I don't want to watch you eat pizza. We would never eat pizza together again. Right. That yeah. And that's terrible. You want to be able to eat pizza with your partner. Yeah, you're right. But it's okay. We don't have to share everything. Yeah. We could, we could, we could have this dissimilarity. Yeah, with time and uh, patience, maybe that they could overcome their weirdness. I am an example yeah. of overcoming that particular obstacle. They might overcome it the way that you did. Or I get the sense from my married friends that there's a whole lot of weird, gross stuff that happens in a marriage that, like, you can't anticipate till you get there. So who knows? Yeah, fair. Well, I feel like we argued about nothing. Uh, yeah, quite a bit <laughs> about nothing. Uh, what does your hypothetical world look like? Well, it seems like a bit of a confusing world, yeah. to be perfectly honest. <laughs> you know, maybe me and Pizza Man are just like meant for each other because then we pop in the shower and I've got my <laughs> butter conditioner. Yeah, he doesn't judge you about that. Yeah, the other consideration to, to keep in mind is that he is Colin Firth. Um, and so... <laughs> Colin Firth can eat his pizza however he wants. <laughs> he gets so much more leeway. He, gets, yeah, he gets to do whatever he yeah, wants. Yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah, when I put it all together like this, it's pretty forgivable. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I think in this hypothetical world. What about you? I'm on my way to the North Pole on the Polar Express, and my skin is not too dry because I have a thin layer of mayonnaise over everything. <laughs> And I'm accompanied by my soulmate who eats pizza in a very weird way that I appreciate. Although in this scenario, you're both children, right? So you're on the Polar Express. Right, exactly. So we're allowed. It's forgivable. Yeah. And so, and I have a mosquito bite on the center of my back and uh, a sunburn on my chest. But both of our vaginas are sunburn free. Yeah. And mosquito bite free. Thankfully. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Well. (laughs) On that note. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, uh, thank you to everybody who has listened so far. Um, If you have enjoyed what you've heard, 
we would love it if you would leave us some feedback. You could um, leave us a review or like or subscribe. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Instagram at Arguments About Nothing. And I also wanted to say a special thank you to Allison Fields in this episode. She's the one who designed our logo for us, and we're eternally grateful yeah. for that. Anything else from your end, no, Shelby? thanks for being here. Thanks again to Allison, um, and we hope you join us next time. Until then, are you about things that don't matter? All right, bye. Bye, bye guys.